And good afternoon. Welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. I should say welcome back to me, because you were probably here and I wasn't here last week. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, uh, Gloria, stay outside, get outside, enjoy some of that sunshine. I'm going to tell you about my experience in a couple minutes here. Uh, but let's get into the COVID charts to start while we're waiting for the superintendent to join us. If we could start... Um, so we're at 131 new cases in the city of Methuen this week. Um, this is my infamous mask right here with the red nose. You probably saw it during city council last night. Um, are we ready for the charts, MCS? Yes, there we are. So Wednesday, September 8th, 131 new cases, which is slightly down from the previous week. Uh, we were 137 the week before. Um, so that's a positive indicator. So if we go to the good and the not so good in the next chart. All right, let's spend some time here. <clears throat> so um, I know a lot of you think that I'm tone deaf to a lot of what's said, but I'm going to. So Scott McNamara, Captain Lawrence, been appointed police chief. Uh, that has to be confirmed by a city council. I'm going to pause here. You got people saying, hey, why is the mayor saying he's appointed? That's against the chart. No, it's not. Um, so that is as prescribed in the charter. The mayor appoints and the city council approves or, or disproves. And if they disprove, then I have to go to another candidate. And that's literally the way the process is set up to work. I don't expect that to be the case. I'm really excited about uh, Captain McNamara joining Methuen Police Department. It's another important step forward for our uh, community. Um, and I'm really, I, I've said this before, I, I know there's hullabaloo. I've seen some people take shots at Council Samart for his participation. And I'm going to sit here and tell you, I completely trust the counselor. Um, and his inputs on this. And I think all the people who interviewed, a wide range of people interviewed the police chief, and I think they did the right thing. And in the end, I will tell you that I was presented with three candidates. All three candidates could do the job. I brought two to the city council uh, August 24th. That's when I first found out right after that about my COVID experience. Um, and so uh, we did not get that on the agenda for last night. I thought I had done enough to put it on the agenda. Uh, the chair wanted a formal written acknowledgement that we wanted it on the, the appointment on the agenda. I gave that to him inside the 10-day period, even though August 24th and the interviews happened well before time. Um, so I, I don't want to make a big drama out of it. We're going we're gonna to take up the appointment on September 20th. And that's going to be a good thing for the city, good thing from MPD, uh, continue to move uh, forward. Um, also in the good, we have our new cases down from 137 to 131, as I said. Hello, Superintendent. Um, uh, we have our 9-11 memorial at the Patriot Bridge this Saturday starting at noon. And so we have Firefighter Sunday just before that. And then we have the 9-11 memorial. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Um, and if you're like me, you completely remember where you were that day, right? I don't think I'll ever forget it as long as I live. So never forget, never, ever forget, nor should we. Uh, that's the sign of a poor society when you start putting that stuff behind you. So uh, come out and join us. It'll be a very brief uh, ceremony. Uh, most of the families have moved away from the area, but um, our hearts go out to them. I'm going to say, I, I, you know, while I was home recuperating, I... I got the opportunity to watch that 9-11 special that the two um, French gentlemen had made, the brothers had made. They were embedded with the New York Fire Department. It's been running on CNN. It runs on other channels as well. Not a political statement, so 
but you should watch it because uh, it was intended to be the life of a proby fireman from inception to on the job. And they just happened to be filming at, with New York Fire Department as 9-11 happened. So they're the film crew that you see the clip from. They're inspecting the gas coming out of the grates in downtown Manhattan, and the first plane goes right overhead. You see it hit the tower. Um, and, and like I said, I'll never forget as long as I live, nor should we. So um, join us at noon for a brief ceremony where we remember those that we lost, including uh, my boss at Raytheon and uh, Kenny Waldy and several other folks from Methuen, right? So we remember that this Saturday at noon at Patriot Bridge, which is right next to the Central Fire Station. Um, then we've got uh, Methuen Day coming up Saturday, October 2nd. I know the committee has been working, and they're doing a logistics walkthrough right now. They've got some exciting stuff planned. I saw some of it. I don't want to steal the thunder. Uh, I've seen what uh, the veterans service organization has and you're going to see a flyer later on for the for the flags of honor we are up to 175 flags great job methuen um let's push it to 200 because the front of nevin's library is going to look awesome that week and just a reminder for a hundred dollars you get a dog tag you get to keep the flag after the event um and you get to commemorate somebody special and it doesn't have to be a service member it could be um, somebody who is fire police, whatever. I did mine in memory of my dad. So hopefully we can find 25 more people to push us up to 200. That would really be super. Um, and last but not least, we have interviews opening um, this week for the economic development head. Uh, they started. We've got applicants there. And now that we've finished the police chief, we're moving on to uh, the next one, so uh, continuing to fill some very important holes in the city. Uh, the job is still open. If you think you qualify, please. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk, you know, Superintendent, when we get to it, we've got a lot of open positions on the school and the, the city side. And I know, um, you know, some of that employment boost has stopped. Uh, so mothers and others, we've got jobs with mother's hours or whatever, that, you know, cafeteria help. Bus drivers. Bus drivers, crossing guards, All right? All of it. Mm -hmm. um, so now's the time to get out and help your community. Um, lots of opportunities, and we're going to show some of those. Uh, they're not so good. The trend, even though the number is wrong, um, the 131 is down, the actual trend in cases per 100,000 is up. Uh, of the 131 new positives, 36 were fully vaccinated and include your mayors in the statistics this week. 14 Moderna, 14 Pfizer, 8 Janssen. I'm in the Moderna. I'm going to say this. <clears throat> I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out to me while I was, uh, I was working from home. Um, it's important. The disease is really weird, and I'm going to keep hammering this point. Um, everybody I love is vaccinated. I'm not taking a political stand here. I'm telling you, get vaccinated. Because what I went through was uh, an irritating cough, irritating to other people probably more than me. Um, but uh, by a week ago, Monday, unbelievable fatigue, the most you know, relentless fatigue I've ever felt in my life, um, where getting up was a huge effort, getting up, just sitting up out of bed. That's how fatigued I was. So, and that's with the vaccine. So don't diminish, please, right? Uh, not a political statement. I'm not coming around door to door making you get vaccinated. I'm telling you, this is the mayor. I care about you. Get out and get vaccinated. We've got vaccines. If you're interested, call Nancy Zabo, our, 
our city nurse. Um, and Greater Lawrence Family Health is still doing vaccines. So please, don't mess around with this. It's still serious. Based on what I felt, being somebody who is uh, fully vaccinated, it's nothing to be messed with, right? And I say that sincerely. Um, and that's the considering all perspectives this week. Get the vax. Get the vax. But you, you guys were great. I had people drop off soup. I had people drop off ice cream. I had people drop off... Um, you know, more things that I can thank you very much. The community, this is a wonderful community to live in, and um, it really reminds you that when, when things aren't going so well. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You should know, um, and probably given that I live with um, two of my children and my son's girlfriend and two dogs, um, and none of those three people got COVID. And I'm here and very well. You're here, and you didn't get it. Yet, I have a son who doesn't live with me. He got COVID. Oh. Right? It's very So weird. I guess I use that. There's no real rhyme or reason, no. right? Uh, um, you know, I can tr- mine is traced back to, I had a friend I had lunch with who called me and said, you're not going to believe this, I tested positive for COVID. And all I had was that, as somebody described it during the police chief interviews, that annoying cough. But I didn't really feel at that point that bad, to be honest with you. So um, listen to your body, take care of yourself, get the vaccine, um, and don't try to figure it out. Don't, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy who's a type 2 diabetic. I wash my hands 50,000 times a day, and that includes with alcohol swabs. So don't think that just because you're keeping your hands clean, you can't get it, right? Just because you got vaccinated, you can't get You can, right? And I'm walking proof. So, um, so uh, Teresa asked a question about memorabilia. From There is. It's actually on the side of the building, Teresa, at the fire station. We will uh, remark on that. Uh, anomalous, I greatly enjoyed my discussion with you while I was laid up. Uh, you are a solid citizen, and I look forward to talking to you more. Um, so do I know anything more about the distribution of the COVID-19 booster shots? We're starting to learn more, Teresa. Um, so it sounds like October will be the time frame for starting to some places have started to give it to, um, you know, uh, medical personnel, nursing home personnel, etc. cetera. Um, but publicly accessible, probably in the October time frame. And the city is looking into conducting how we would conduct clinics for people that are interested in getting it. Right. And so all that's being worked on. Um, uh, really important stuff. But again, if you forget everything else, I say that remember everything the superintendent tells you. And and remember that I tell you, you can't figure your way around this virus, right? So it's time to still be careful. And before somebody asks me, yes, we are going to do trick-or-treat, right? Yes, we are going to do, look at the superintendent celebrating over there. Yes, we're going to do trick-or-treat. He said. That's Perfect. right. First known recording of it by the yeah. <laughs> watch the wall come tumbling down now because yeah, I said yeah I know you just backed yourself into a corner there on yeah. September eighth the sword of Damocles is hanging over the mayor's head yeah all right so um, let's go into the charts quickly there's the by gender it's still about four hundred plus change more females in the city um, and then by age uh, you can see that the under nineteen still has it uh, the lead and then the new cases. So out of that 42 under the age of 19, um, I don't know if we've, you know, if we've reported any from the back to school, but I mean, um, uh, you know, I, I know we're starting our meetings up again, and I know I was the barrier to that. Um, 
um, we're going to talk a little bit about back to school yeah. and how things are going and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Then there's the three-city comparison, the next chart, the mayor's obsession, if you will, which shows that ramping up in every city. Now, you can see the uh, last two weeks we had 230 cases in Methuen versus 185 in Havel. Just for your record, even though that's hard to see on the TV, uh, that's the first time in probably five months that the previous two weeks in Methuen have been larger than Haverhill. We've had higher rates than them, but the total number, this is the first, right? So uh, all three cities on the upswing, uh, so it's time to be guarded. Um, then we go to the incident rate per 1,000. We're up to 32.1 from our 29.5. We've been down as low as 0.9. July 6th, we were at 0.8. And we've swung back up to 32.1. So we're back up to about April numbers, roughly, where we were in April. Not terrible, but not... Okay. And the next chart is the testing of positive rates the last 14. Our positive rate is up to 5.17%. So five out of every 100 people that test are coming up positive. All right. If you're like me, I walked into AFC Urgent Care and tested, and when they told me I was positive, I was dumbfounded, as the superintendent could tell you. So, um, and then last but not least, uh, we'll close it out with a couple of charts. So the rates, so Lawrence is up to almost 6%, Haverhill's a little over 4 Methuen's at 5.17, right? All showing increases. No colors in the bars anymore because they don't do the red, yellow, green, so we just use the gray. Um, so we're higher rate and higher numerically than Haverhill for the first time in a long time. And probably the most important chart is this state chart. And, and go look at this every day. This is the state chart that says, what it simply says is that across Massachusetts, 71.9% or 72% of the population of Massachusetts have received the first dose. In Methuen, it's 61.7%. All right, so we're about 10% off the state average, and 60, just on the 65% are fully vaccinated in the state of Massachusetts. Methuen is at 56.4, and that's on that chart for your, right? And the state keeps tabs on this every day. So I guess you could say positive is incrementally inching forward on the vaccines, uh, but we're still keeping kind of an 8 to 10% uh, trailing distance, right? And right. so when we start looking at schools and mass, these these numbers are all going to factor in, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to beef those up. Um, and, you know, there's several people that met with me this week and tell you, I'm telling everybody, uh, we've still got vaccines. So if you're interested, call us, we'll hook you up. All right, and then the last one is one that Ryan throws in there just to quiz me to show that he knows how to get to the website now. Um, And there it is. He shows me that this is Essex County, and yes, it is. Um, And the actual case counts the last two weeks. You can see Methuen's 230. That's where that 230 comes from. And Lawrence was at 300. So uh, definitely on the upswing. Uh, No need to panic. Not not. Thanksgiving or Christmas from last year, but definitely um, middle ground, right? If next week was Halloween, trick-or-treat would be on, right? So I said that to you candidly. Um, and one of the things I'm learning is, um, you know, even with precautions, you've got to be careful, right? So um, we did get a question uh, that I wanted to... 
Please tell me what department of person I should contact about getting a sign installed on my street. People from a nearby street are using it as a drive and make it very difficult. So, June, you should go to the um, C-Click-Fix apps. C-Click-Fix. And, and you can get that from the city website and just put in a request there and they'll uh, track it. And I wanted to talk about that uh, real quickly before we go to the schools uh, because... Um, I'm meeting monthly with the DPW director, and I want to tell you that the average action is getting closed out in 2.8 days. So um, on next week's show, I'm going to bring the September report and kind of show you the numbers so you can see the transparency. I'm talking about what's open, how long it's taken to close certain things, what things remain open and why, um, so that there's visibility into that. I think that's important. Um, so that was a good question. Um, are you going to have any events for people to meet you as a mayoral candidate to discuss city issues and ask questions? I believe you did those events for the last week. Well, yes, I am. The difference is that there's nobody running against me. Um, so um, we are going to have some listening sessions, and I do want to talk about um, uh, after the 20th, we're going to set up various coffees around the city with the new chief. Um, I was going to talk to the superintendent if we could do it at one of the schools one night, uh, you know, maybe do it at one of the restaurants another night, so that all over the city give people a different chance to meet the new chief. Come in and say hello, talk to them about things that are concerning to them, things that are happening across the city. I think it's a good way to meet the, the people that are coming on board. Um, and for you to meet the new chief, and I think you'll be as excited as I am. Um, so it brings a breath of fresh air. So... Uh, there we are. Um, will any of the Afghan refugees resettle in mass? I have no clue. I, I got to be honest with you, Teresa. I have no idea about that. I have not been contacted, um, but uh, we'll see. So let's talk a little bit about school because um, in my, I spent 12 days um, uh, bucketed in my bedroom. <laughs> Thank God I have a suite, a bathroom, and a bedroom, um, and. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who can sit there and watch TV for 12 days. Um, so I did work from home remotely. But I would tell you, uh, seeing the same six walls, four walls, whatever it is, for 12 days, it can make you a little stir-crazy. Um, so Saturday was probably one of the more exciting, although exhausting days of my life. I went out and got my hair cut. I know you knew I needed it. Um, but... Um, just getting out and doing regular errands was awesome, completely awesome. So you don't realize that until you have to quarantine and stay in. All right, so let's talk. In the meantime, we went back to school. We did. We did. All right? All and the sounds of things, things are going well. I definitely think they're going well. It yeah. has been uh, remarkable to see the kids. Uh, it's been, it feels normal, yeah. uh, which has been so great. Yeah. Uh, kindergarten started today, so we were able to greet so many new kindergarten students and parents and videotaping and some yeah. tears. But yeah. uh, So I was able to get to three of the four schools. I'll get to the fourth school tomorrow. But um, just a very positive opening. Uh, I think some of the things that people, like last year, we were worried about, um, the kids are... Phenomenal. Um, just haven't had any, um, you know, overtly yeah. uh, aggressive mask issues yeah. or, yeah. Uh, you know, just things that I think people might have thought would be happening right now are not. Good. Uh, I think the kids, same as last year, they want to be in school 
They know this is a rule they have to follow. Um, I'm not saying there's not some kids yeah. who might be pushing the buttons course, a little yeah. bit, but that's going to always happen. And, and I mean, regardless just, of any rule, right? Regardless of any rule, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tell you, I just uh, I'm so impressed. I was at the high school last week and just seeing how uh, Mr. Barden and his team, you know, are were able to execute lunch. Uh, you know, it's a lot of kids in one space uh, for our three lunches, but uh, kids seemed really comfortable uh, with, you know, sort of a grab-and-go lunch, uh, quick quick getting the lunches uh, and checking in and out. Uh, kids were able to, the outside uh, under the tent was full. Uh, it was so nice to see kids outside eating and being able to enjoy some fresh air. Uh, kids inside, and I think one of the things that impressed me was uh, a lot of the kids who were inside and not eating uh, kept their masks on while they were socializing with their friends, which is going to help. Um, so it was just impressive. I think yeah. the kids know what they need to do. They're going to do it. They're, they're in school. The masks are not, uh, from what I can tell on day four, the masks yeah. are not impeding us coming back to school, which is so rewarding. Uh, and that's what I'm hearing from teachers, too. The yeah. kids really, especially the younger ones, they just they want to be here. Um, you know, some of the smaller faces are having trouble just keeping those little the masks sure. on. Yeah. But uh, every it's just it was just great. It's been great to see the kids back and the teachers excitement too to have a full class of kids and not be worried about a camera on in one corner. And I have to stand in this box and stay away from the kids. And, you know, I think there's a little more of the pedagogy coming back on sure. teaching and learning. So it's just it's really been exciting. Um, you know, I, I, the buses have been somewhat challenging uh, because I think, as everybody knows, we're, we're, the bus company is doing everything they can, but they are down bus drivers. Uh, so I, I preemptively thank all, anybody watching who, who's had some trouble with the buses uh, and timing, but our team is working on it with the bus company, yeah. you know, And some of that's to be expected uh, anyway, in the year, right? Yes, it, and yeah, I think... Yeah. That was our perspective as well. I think the first two days last week, yeah. there were definitely some bumps. But when we consider what a regular opening looks like, there are always some of those bumps. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I think they're just, they're really, um, you know, they've got a new wave of staff coming. So it's going to be probably another week or so before we have things really settled. So it feels to me, and this is, so I've been, uh, obviously mm-hmm. I'm only out, like there's a lot more parents driving their kids to school. Is that a fair I would say at the tenny for sure. Yeah, so uh, tenny. The tenny the, for yeah, sure. So getting back and forth where where I work, right? Yes. Uh, you can you can get caught in the. Uh... The the for sure there there was uh, <laughs> about three hundred cars entering and dismissing uh, at the tenny last week, which is an, an enormous amount. But yeah. uh, also typical, we have more cars the first couple weeks of school. Sure. You know, I think there are parents who are not comfortable putting their students on a bus just yet. Uh, with other other students, which I we respect and understand, uh, the the police department has been awesome. Sergeant Fleming has worked uh, with us and have had some extra folks helping us out, uh, especially at the tenny in the mornings. Yeah. But um, today, for opening of kindergarten, I was at the tenny for drop off, yeah. and man, those the officers were working, the staff was working to get parents pulled yeah. as far into the school, so it wasn't impeding traffic. Um, I think the the acting chief wants to help us put some signs on Pleasant so people know pull yeah. over so there's there's room for other folks to drive by right. so we're we're working through some of those things. Yeah. Pleasant yeah. View and Pleasant Street uh, can get 
congested because of the Timoney and the Tenney. Yeah. Uh, but both schools have been able to at least move cars through, and people kind of know to pull over enough so that cars can still go through. Yeah. So definitely more parents are dropping off. Yeah, yeah. CGS and Marsh have been fantastic. Uh, Ms. Prowetti has put in some new routines at the CGS, which I think have been great for drop-off and pick-up at Kensington, So we, which she organized that last year with her team right. to help with the COVID situation. But... It was a good practice to put in place uh, generally. It's a difficult school to get in and out of as well, yeah. which you know because you pass that school every day too. But yeah, um, Desiree Sakai just said, Tenny is doing awesome. I live right next to the city hall. So hello, neighbor. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, And honestly, everyone's doing an awesome job. So appreciate that, Desiree. Yeah, I, thank you. I, I, I mentioned it because um, as I drove in this morning, I could see the cars going in for traffic. Yes. And then at one point I, I came out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a very. There was a, I was like, whoa, look yes, at that. Yes, you know. the afternoon is, is a little more than the morning. Um, yeah. So so we're watching that, and the staff is watching it. But usually, like I said, yeah. you know, if the parents start feeling a little more comfortable and, and yeah. we don't have uh, transmission in schools, which I'm yeah. not expecting to have any widespread transmission in schools. Um, I think if we could echo what the acting chief would say, is he'd say, if you're in for pickup at Tenney, Get as far to the right as far you can. Far to the right, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, those are the signs, I think, with Mr. Stella and, and him, we're trying to figure out yeah. what kind of sign and where should that sign be so right. that people know ahead of time as you're coming up the hill. Yeah. If you don't pull over to the right in time, you're kind of stuck and people yeah. can't get by you. Correct. So uh, we're working through some Committed. of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah and with yeah. just the, the sheer volume, I think it's it's we're feeling that little bit of impact. But yeah. uh, all in all, it is uh, it has been... Uh, a great start. Yeah. Um, we're very excited. So so could you say, and, and, you know, I was thinking this, I had way too much time to think when I was at home, but um, you, um, would it be fair to say, and I know it's only a weekend, I should mm-hmm. probably, um, is it fair to um, say it's a little bit more normal this year? I know that sounds no, stupid, right? Typical, but, yeah. You know, last year was so topsy-turvy, in, out, in, out, you know. Um, Definitely. I actually said today, before I left to come here, today was busy. Yeah. Uh, the past, obviously, two weeks have been incredibly busy for us, but the primary topic has not been COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. So uh, that's been refreshing to some degree. We're not not paying attention to it because obviously we have to. So there are definitely conversations about it. Um, But it does feel when you walk into the school a little more normal. Yeah. Kids are are eating, you know, it looks a little different in the cafeteria at the grammar schools with kids sitting either on one side facing only one direction or skipping a chair, you know, it's yeah. not quite as packed, which is what we wanted as well. Um, so that feels a little different, but what feels great is kids uh, together yeah. and, and being able to be uh, yeah. together for school. I just think that there's no better place for them to be. Yeah. Uh, and they really do not seem impacted at all with the masks. And so uh, I just, I think that's a really important piece of what we're doing. It's just, it's become part of our routine as adults yeah. and students. And, um, I think people know how I feel. I know that the masks helped last year. I know that other people disagree with me out there, but seeing it and living it in the schools, yep. uh, I think this is the thing that we have to do to maintain this level of school and having yeah. kids be excited to come to school. So, yep. 
So um, getting some questions in. Yeah. Uh, Will COVID cases be reported like last year along with the quarantines? Yeah, good question. So um, we won't. I I did take down the dashboard. So if folks are looking, uh, the dashboard as it was last year is not not going to be what it is this year. Yeah. We actually have a call with the commissioner tomorrow. They are going to be requiring us to report cases to them. Uh, What they haven't shared with us yet, and maybe we'll find this out tomorrow, is exactly what information they're going to want. Uh, I'm anticipating they're going to want for our 12 plus students if they've been vaccinated or not. Yeah. Uh, as positive cases, uh, they don't collect names of students. They, I'm assuming they will not do that again this year. It's just counts. Um, so we will likely be doing that. So I will re-birth the, the dashboard uh, for folks, most likely just for positive cases. Sure. Uh, quarantines, we probably will not be reporting well, because we're doing a test and stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so the quarantines is not something that will be... Um, documented and tracked quite like it was last year. Uh, And, you know, we've talked about this. That dashboard really was detailed in a manner that helped us make those decisions every Thursday. So right now there's no decision like that to make that will affect the outcome of what school we're in. So it's just it's looking at the data a little differently for a different purpose. Uh, But the the state is watching. Uh, They want us to collect that data. So our nurses right now are collecting the data in the schools. Uh, I will be presenting that data um, on the dashboard like I did once I have that information cleared from the state so I'm not redoing So then um, there was a question in there that says, did you have a quarantine in classes yet? I don't think so, right? No. So so we're Mm. we're not going to be quarantining classrooms. Uh, That that is gone. gone, So that's good. Uh, What is happening now is much like what we did in the spring, and the nurses are looking at just... Uh, kids within three feet who've been around that child. Close contacts. Yep, for for the majority of the day or in classrooms for 15 minutes or more. Um, so it would not be a whole classroom of students, and our yep. teachers are being, uh, they've prepared for that. So that was an expectation that we made last week upon starting school, that when that nurse calls, you can tell us, hey, who were the five kids that that student worked with, so keep the kids in these pods. Uh, I started calling them pods, and that sure. the word kind of took off a little bit. Uh, with the teachers, but you know, if you if you're going to work in groups, if you're going to have tables, if you're going to have kids next to each other, keep that group together so you're not uh, mixing kids up all day long. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing some of that, uh, but again, we're seeing kids are kids are not getting COVID in school. They're bringing it from home to school, right? So the the exact same situation we were in last year. They have it from their outside life or their home environment. And they're going to. And they're going to right. Uh, so the kids that are positive uh, in school, are it's happening that way. Um, but you're so, going to have variances, and I guess, not to keep using my example, but the three people I live with didn't get didn't it. Didn't get it, correct. Right? The right. three people, I mean, beyond you, and you were six feet, the three people I spent the most time with in the days I would have been most um, infectious um, were the CAFO, my executive assistant, the chief of staff, they didn't get it. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's really hard to figure it out. You know, exactly. When and how. Right. right? It's right. not a rhyme or reason there. So. Right. I think, um, and we also have, um, you know, our nurses at the high school are working uh, hard uh, to make sure that, because we also have the athletics uh, aspect of this. So yes. not just the what happens during the school day, but we have the, the team 
uh, athletics. So uh, a lot of what they did last year, they're carrying over. So, and again, it's 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 different this year uh, because we do have students and staff vaccinated. So there is not that automatic uh, ruling when there is a positive case of who is you just have to go home for ten days. So. Uh, it's just it's a little uh, different than that at this point. Yep. Um, so I just sent home. Uh, so this is my public service announcement for all those <laughs> folks watching who just got the email from me. But really, really important. The mayor just mentioned it. I know I did, too. The test and stay program. Um, the state is funding that program uh, for us. Uh, and basically what the test and stay program is, is to allow us to do a rapid test for school based close contacts who are asymptomatic so that we can do a rapid test in school and have them stay in school. And we do that rapid test seven days in a row. As long as students are asymptomatic, they stay, and they can monitor their symptoms beyond that. But um, So that letter went home this evening yep. uh, for parents basically to sign the consent form. That is re- It's not my consent form. It's the company that is doing this for the state. Uh, so the link is in the, the letter that went home tonight. We really need folks to fill that in. Uh, I did it on my phone for my own daughter. Uh, Very easy to do. It's in a whole bunch of different languages on the website. Uh, So folks can toggle between English, Chinese, Spanish, Vietnamese. Uh, There were Arabic. There were a whole bunch of languages to pick from. Uh, That is what the company is going to need for consent when they come in and work with us. So, Um, so, you know, my mind goes to, um, I I can't help but think, Superintendent, of, you know, my days doing surveys. mm -hmm. Surveys typically have very low response rate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So so do you get a good response when you send stuff like this home, or is it really middling? Well, I, I we don't typically get a good response, but I will share this. De- people are definitely listening and reading, which is great. They're listening to us, and they're, watch- they're reading my emails, because uh, some folks have already called saying, where's this consent form for the test oh, and good. stay program? And so um, we've just, we're unfortunately, we're at the mercy of, the company we're working with right now. Right. So two things have happened that have been positive. We actually have the Buy Next Now kits in every school. So that's great. We have hundreds of them. Yep. They're, they're there and almost ready to go. Yep. Um, we got the consent uh, message out tonight. We really want folks to fill that out by next Monday, the 13th. Um, I will be sending home hard copies of the consent as well in English and Spanish on Friday for students and families who need the hard copy uh, the company is allowing that to happen as well. But the online is just so easy and it's automatic in the system. So I just in- encourage everybody to just do the online form. Again, you can do it from your phone, any device, so easy. Um, and so uh, that's how we will keep track. So if we have a student who's a close contact, uh, our nurses will be able to go into the system and look if there's consent, uh, as will the third party who's actually helping us with the testing. So the, the last piece of this that, that Mary Gallant, our Director of Health Services, and I are waiting for uh, is that the third-party company that is supporting us, uh, our liaison in this process, uh, is, is uh, securing the staff now that will support the testing in our five schools. So we're just waiting for that word <laughs> on when and how many staff we're going to get. Uh, it may not be one staff uh, from this company full-time in each of the five schools. We may be splitting time, so the test and stay in one school might be during this time of day, um, you know, et cetera. So we're, sure. just, we're waiting on that piece. So uh, one of the most important things they told us we needed to get out was the consent forms. They need to know what they're 
looking at as well. So, so look for your consent form tonight. Yes, email consent form. I put the link in the email and the letter that is attached from, from Mary Gallant, our, our director of health services. So uh, please, everybody, spread the word and get that um, consent form filled in. And, uh, and it's bo- it works yeah. both. Yeah, any questions can go directly to Mary Gallant. Uh, her email is on the consent form um, and in the email memo she sent. So Excellent. you can reach out to her. Um, but And it's both. There are folks who feel very strongly against having mm-hmm. their students tested in school. Uh, so the form allows for a yes, I consent, or a no, I do not. So we, we're not assuming a yes right. if we don't get a form. Right. Uh, we are not allowed to, ha- to test at all unless we have written consent. Uh, so that's been a question I've received as well from parents. You know, there's no... If I don't return it, yeah, if I don't return it, that means that you're going to test my kid. And that's no, we actually have to have written consent. So, um, again, very, very easy to do uh, on any device. So please look for that tonight. Get that filled out. Uh, If you are having trouble, know that there will be hard copies coming home with the students Mm -hmm. on Friday. Those can be filled out over the weekend and returned on Monday. So we got a couple comments here. Let's work on. We always get good comments in here. Yes. So Nancy reads that my granddaughter is thrilled to be back in school with her friends. That's great. She's in the second grade. Yes. Um, with that being said, please be patient with bus drivers. They're terribly short-staffed. Yes. I couldn't agree more, Nancy. Yes, they please are. Please be patient, period. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's one of the reasons I brought up the traffic issue is um, you're going to have to allow a little bit more time. Especially to the superintendent, it, it seemed really more so at pickup even than drop-off, right? It was a little bit slower activity. So um, these are all kinks being worked out, but patience is a virtue. Uh, will college recruiting be the same for high school seniors? Will recruits visit the high school? Will students be able to visit local colleges? Teresa, I'm going to have to stop paying Teresa by the question. <laughs> <laughs> she asked another one up there that I'd love to answer too. I just Go passed by it. Did I miss about it? field trips, yeah. I think she asked it. There was a question about field trips, which I think is a good one because we're sure. starting to get that one. Please. Um, and they, I don't have an answer for that yet, but we're thinking about it. So part of the concern about field trips is the fact that we want to respect parents' wishes about not riding a bus yeah. uh, right now. And so uh, all the area superintendents are going through the question right now about field trips and what do we want to do about them and how do we want to manage that? Uh, is it, do we need school to open first before we decide if field trips are okay? Um, indoor, outdoor. So lots of, lots of conversation right now about field trips. So we're not yeah. ignoring that conversation. Um, but we're just, we're just a little unsure right now if we want to just dive right back into our, you know, regular apple picking and things like that for, for our students. So right now we're on hold so it's not a yes or a no. We're on hold uh, a little bit until we can get more. I think it's the wisest course right now. Yeah. With what we know. And then what about the... So the college question. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure what you mean by college recruiting for high school will, seniors. Will colleges come in? Don't they send people in? This might be so we have, dated. We host, yeah, we host yeah. a college fair in the yeah. spring So yeah, for I juniors. Yeah. Uh, so we weren't able to do that the last two years. So I anticipate we will be able to do that this spring. Um, yep, yep, keep our fingers crossed. But we, we host a financial fair for our seniors and then a college fair for our juniors. And again, I imagine that we'll be able to host that, but that's not until the spring, and that's something that is planned through the high school. Yep. Um, and then visiting local colleges, being a mother of a senior, uh, I think it just depends on the college. Uh, some colleges are doing uh, tours with 
hosts and some are not. Right. So I think it just depends on the college that right. you want to look at at this point. So Some colleges not let you on campus if you're not vaccinated. Right, that too. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, Christine Leone, I think you answered this. We'd love if the school dashboard could still get updated. Yep. So we, you are going to update the positive. Yep, eventually. work in progress. Yep, yep, work in progress. I imagine by mid next week we'll have some answers about how that yep. will look. So I'll have that back up and running. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, will students be able to yes. take the SAT for college? Ed- yes, right. Yes, we did that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we did that last year. We yeah. we skipped a couple, but we had uh, two or three uh, Saturdays yeah. we did at the high school. Yep. So um, if a student gets a positive COVID-19 test result, how do you share the information with contact? So before you answer that, let me just say something here. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the, I want to be careful here, and I, I don't want to come, come across as overbearing. Um, let's forget, before you even get into test and stay or anything like that, only close contacts get notified. Mm-hmm. Close contact is within six feet for a time period of 15 minutes or more. Indoors. For us, anyway, it's indoors only. So the superintendent and I are not within the six feet, right? So even two weeks ago, I had to do the math of my At today's day 14, we're good. (laughs) Um, We weren't close enough, technically. Correct. Now, uh, does that mean she's not going to get it? No. But it's a reduced likelihood that she will, right? Um, And thank God you didn't. Because um, I would have never lived it down. So, <laughs> um, yes, and but, I, I agree with you because I know you know that I received a lot of uh, yeah, messages as we well. Did. People were very worried about yeah. me because we were together that night, and uh, you know, I just I shared with my community that we have always been as careful as we need to be on yep. this show to yep. as we've done it this whole time um, to always be beyond that six feet, um, and I. Uh, knowing what my life is like and yeah. the amount of places and people that I am seeing every day and in schools, I do wear my mask everywhere. Yeah. And I continue to wear my mask yeah. everywhere, in, yeah. indoors and in yep. supermarkets and stuff. I just feel more comfortable with it on at this point. Yep. Um, so, and, you know, it's, it, it's not worth there's the There's no guarantee. Right? And, and, that's, and I say that, and I agree with you a thousand percent. That's not a political statement. Right. That's a health statement. So it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So... Um, Somebody asked, Teresa, I think, asked, do you have, we got plenty of those Methuen masks. If you need the Methuen masks, drop a note to Ryan Hamilton. We'll drop them off at your house. In fact, uh, somebody had reached out to me just before I got sick, and I've got to look it up because I forgot to deliver that when I got sick. So uh, we've got plenty of Methuen masks, um, um, and we can get them to you, whether you're a student or a senior mm-hmm. or whatever. We've got plenty of those Methuen masks, and they're very comfortable. Uh, Mayor P., Mary Jane Rice said, were the other people in your house tested? Could they have had it and not known it? Great question. Uh, they were tested. Um, uh, so the other three people were my son, my daughter, and my son's girlfriend. Um, and my son and his girlfriend, my son was in a wedding this past weekend. So they tested, all three of them tested twice. They tested uh, 24 hours after I was diagnosed and then they waited till the end of the week and mm-hmm. then retested, which was the advice they got. Um, and both times they tested negative, uh, Mary Jane. So that's the good news. Good news, confusing, because, again, like I say, uh, my son, who I saw once for, I don't know, an hour, he, he doesn't live with me. He got it. 
All right. It's just, I don't know if I hugged them or whatever. Susan Nicholson's here. She says hello. Yes. Hi, Susan. Um, you probably saw that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel said, Teresa, my daughter went on tour so far. Is if you scheduled? Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to answer. Can an 18 student senior choose to get tested through school for COVID-19 by signing the form for him or herself, or do parents still have to sign the consent form? So the answer is an 18-year-old can sign for him or herself. A legal adult, right? Correct. Yeah. We typically do still contact parents if they're in our school, but they can actually make the decision to do yep. it. Yep. And unfortunately, we have had some surprise phone calls yeah. where the kids have gotten tested and the parents run aware, and that's, you know... Yep. Um, not with us, but, yep. you know, outside. As an 18-year-old, you can actually do that. So, yeah, and I do, I'll go back to um, Teresa's other Please. question. Yeah. yeah, the close contacts. So so I think that's a really important point. So close contacts will be notified by the, the school uh, that your child's a close contact. And once this test and stay is in place, uh, you know, we'll look to see if, if there are close contacts identified in school, uh, then you know they could participate in the test and stay program, and we keep them, uh, and they, they'll go through that programming. Um, until we get the test and stay program off the ground, if they are identified as a close contact, they will be asked to go home to, co- to quarantine if they're unvaccinated. Yep. So just like the rules for us, uh, the school rules are the same for vaccinated students and staff. If you're vaccinated and a close contact... We don't really have to do anything different because we're already masked indoors. Right. Right. Um, you know, monitor symptoms, and obviously, if they become you know symptomatic, uh, then you want to stay home and get tested. Uh, but just keep you know monitor your symptoms if you're identified as a close contact and vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have had some of those situations as well. Um, you know, and knock on wood, we're doing okay right now. Yeah. And again, I think I've shared this publicly. We have the majority of our staff is vaccinated, so uh, I think. Just talking with the principals as also with the opening, we don't have staff uh, not being able to be present that just you know decimates the running of a school uh, yeah. that we were feeling last year when folks had to quarantine or were positive. It just uh, it doesn't f- have that feeling at all. You Thank know, God. our staff is healthy and, and happy to be in school. We want to keep everybody that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been, you know, the vaccinations do in that way. Yeah. yeah. A little more normalcy there too, right? Correct. So, yeah, yeah, it's all of different. that kind of helps. Yeah, the BBEs, I mean, have been wonderful because yeah. we're still establishing that in every school. So, um, you know, the number of absences just is not going to be what we experienced last year. Well, I think it's important, and, and not that we've done a, you know, I, and I said, you know, I know I've said this a number of times. The staff, the administration did a great job constantly evolving last year. Let's face it, it was a difficult year. Um, and the parents, too, right? It was a very difficult year for all parties involved. But yeah. I think one of the things that we have to step back and think about is uh, the impact and the lesson we give our children, right? Um, things happen in life that you can't always control. And I, I think I know that every parent feels the same way I do. You want to give your child a lesson that says, okay. This is not the optimal situation, what but do do? how do we deal with it, yeah. right? What's, what's the steps to take? And I think sometimes, you know, in our desire to do the right thing, we get so passionate, so emotional, we kind of lose track of that, you know. Right. And it's easy to do it, right? Right. So. I think some other great things that have come to light, and I know you will appreciate this, is 
the outside um, support services that we weren't able to bring into the district last year are now ready to come back in the district. So uh, John Crocker is working with our agencies to be able to bring those folks into the building who do see kids uh, and can see them during the school day, you know, in addition to our own school counselors. So that is that was a huge missing piece for our huge. connection last year yeah. to know that that work was happening um, so I'm happy to see that, um, you know, those organizations are ready also to yep. get back in person and get back to their students yeah. and some, some telehealth, you know, some telehealth kind of opportunities, but during the school day. So we're, we're working in all those avenues. I'm at looking this point. at the monitor. It says September 8th. I, I, my mind is blown. You know, it yeah. feels like last week was 4th of July. I know. I actually <clears throat> pulled up. Uh, inadvertently pulled up a notice I was trying to send out the parent notice today and I, yeah. I, I save it in infinite campus before I send things and I pulled up the September 8th 2020 uh, superintendent message and kind of gasped when I read it you know um, so it was just amazing to think about uh, what has transpired over the course of the year and what we've learned too um, mm-hmm. you know uh, but yeah no this week has felt pretty awesome I yeah. have to say so, so um, you know, with the and I'm going to I'm going to touch that. There, somebody just said, uh, Joyce said, "How are you feeling?" I think that's for me. I feel great. Um, you know, I, I I don't feel like I could run the marathon. I'll be honest with you, but I feel good. My first day back in the office was yesterday, and we had a marathon city council meeting last night. I don't know if you watched it. It was clear to some by the end that I was getting a little fatigued and maybe a little bit uh, exacerbated. You know, when you get tired, you get a little cranky. Um, Never more true with me, uh, but thank you for asking, Joyce. I, I do feel, you know, pretty good. I'm I'm thrilled to be back because, to be honest with you, um, I was bored out of my mind sitting in the room. Um, so the one part of this job that no one can ever, no one who can ever have this job or your job, I was every day is a little bit different. There's always something, right? Uh, always something you got to deal with, and um, mentally keeps you. On your toes, right? You're not, you're not sitting there saying, no well, two days are this day. ever the same. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's what I love about education. No two days have ever been the same for my entire career. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's a, uh, are you keeping track of the school admission staff and teachers COVID-19 vaccination status? Before you answer that, I'm going to say, so I'm going to say, I just want to preface that by saying, you know, uh, I push for you to get vaccinated and, and I say the word love and I mean that sincerely. Um, because I, I, I don't want to lose anybody to the dreaded disease. I believe. That doesn't mean you have to believe. And I respect your right to think differently than mine. Right? I am all for you disagreeing with me. Disagreement is how this country was founded. Where we lose each other is where we become so emotional about both our points that we're not listening to each other anymore. We're just amping up our volume so that we can out each other. Right. And so um, I don't foresee this mayor coming around door to door and saying you will get vaccinated. You're going to have a passport. This is still the U.S. of A. Right. So people are open to choice. I believe the best choice is to get vaccinated. I'm trying to convince you, the public, that I believe the best choice for you is to get vaccinated. If you choose not to, you study the facts and you decide not to. That's your prerogative. Right. That's everybody's prerogative. Um, But this is, you know, I I don't want to turn it into a political debate because to me it's not a political debate. It's a health debate. 
I believe the vaccine saves lives, period. I believe I'm not as sick as I would have been mm-hmm. if I hadn't gotten the vax, right? So uh, I'm thankful I did. So um, I, I don't know if you want to answer that, if you want to, you know, take a... No, I- Right now, we're not requiring it. Right. Uh, there are some school districts in the Commonwealth who have um, required all staff to get vaccinated by a certain date. Um, I feel feel at this point that we do not need to implement that because the majority of our staff is vaccinated. Right. Um, and I felt that in the spring, so many people took advantage when we set up the uh, vaccination clinic with Greater Lawrence yep. and over the summer. Um, I, I think uh, teachers knew they were on the front line, so so the the sense of urgency to get it was a little different for yeah. educators um, to make all this work. So um, you know, it, it was definitely a discussion, but something right now. Yeah, we already the majority of our staff is vaccinated. Yeah. So so putting something that directive in place is really unnecessary. Um, you know, and we're going to support, I, I know you know this, but between the city and Greater Lawrence Family Health Center, uh, there's just so many easy opportunities for yeah. us to schedule vaccination clinics, um, yes. testing, testing opportunities. They just, they're making it really easy, which is just so uh, welcoming for us to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, can we have a pop-up vaccination clinic during this event and they say, sure. And they just show up and they do their thing. So right. uh, it's been wonderful. So we are going to uh, partner with them. Uh, another notice will come home this weekend. Uh, we, they are going to do some pop-up clinics at our home football games. Uh, we think that's a great time to maybe have family and some of our younger middle school kids do come. That's a um, idea. So, yep. So uh, Matt Curran and Nancy, uh, Zabos and Diane Martin met to th- think about yep. other other events like that where there are people yep. um, from the, any community around us, you know, yep. the, the home team, the away team. Um, so we will be starting to do that as well. Yep. Just, you know, we're just trying to think of different ways to provide that opportunity, yep. right, for, for parents and students and family members. Yeah, I'm while, they're, while they're getting their hot dog at the, at the first Friday night football game next Friday, 17th. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so Brad and I were talking about that today. Well, that one this week, right? But it's away. It's away. Yeah. yeah. So our Flint first, English. yes, yeah. our first home game is the seventeenth. Uh, so we are very excited to have Friday Night Lights back. Uh, we too. anticipate a large crowd. Yeah. So we are, you know, hopeful, excited, nervous, uh, yeah. anxious about all of it because it's been a long time. We had Triple E. <laughs> we had COVID. Uh, yeah. So it's just it's been it's been three years since we've had a regular Friday night home game. Yep. Um, so we're excited, but That's so great. that that notice will be coming out too. We're just yep. hoping to provide more opportunities for folks. All right. So I got I got to I got to um, close the show with some ads. Awesome. Uh, the hour goes through pretty quickly when you hear it because you know that. what you're talking about. Any last important salient points you want to share with the parents or the audience? No, I just Looks I like think we lost that video feed. I think you said it great. Uh, too, just for everybody to be patient. Yeah. Uh, I think that's people are awesome, right? 
with e- with e- each other. You know, yep. we don't want parents fighting and parent no. pickup lines. And yeah. um, the buses, I, I can't say enough. I know they're working hard. It's it's been trying. I think for some folks waiting for buses and being nervous. What's the that right they, way? So, so this one thing I saw. So I know the first two days there were a couple of bus snafus, and I yep. know that's to be. So what's the right way for a parent? Who do they call? They have they? to call us. So they yeah. have to call. I mean the. The best course of action is to call um, Ian Goslin at the business office. Right. Uh, he has the the quickest and most direct contact with the bus company. Um, but you parents can always and most often will call the school, uh, and that will get to us. So, um, but call us. Um, I think the first day of school, I talked to a lovely young lady at the high school who said, "Yeah, my bus didn't come. I just got a you know my neighbor was able to drive me." And I'm like, yeah. please have your mom call and tell me, tell us what bus stop that was, because that's yeah. not okay. You know, just so we know what yeah. we're trying to fix. Yeah. Um, so most parents will call the school directly. Uh, what they should not do is call Trombley directly. Right. They're not going to get anywhere that way. Most of uh, the folks who are in the offices at Trombley are driving right now, so right. it'll just frustrate everybody. Uh, because they really are short-staffed, and they're working really hard to to fill our routes. That's another job, right? So while we're yeah, talking, bus drivers. I wanted to flash yep. the jobs. Uh, so we have a list of the jobs, I think. Um, there we are. So these are some of the jobs in the schools. It uh, starts with a substitute school nurse, yes. a building custodian, a couple custodians. Ice rinks. We're, yeah. we're looking for some staff who Please, want to work I, in the I, ice the rink. The a big fan of the ice rink. Please, if you're Yeah, interested. nights and weekends, it's a really hard shift to fill, but um, we're hoping there's some folks out there who, who want yeah. to get into our system. But And um, down the bottom of the page, we've got cafeteria workers. So if you're not interested in working yep. the whole day, those are three-hour-per-day jobs, Correct. right? Correct. Yep, there's three hours. I don't think we have any five-hour postings right now, but, yeah, they're different our accommodation so you, it can be the prep time in the morning and you're not there with the kids you know it's different that's um, great yeah so it's it's pretty flexible yep and a lot like i said a lot of the uh, unemployment is running out and then there's another page some of these some of these jobs sound too complicated for the mayor to do uh, group leaders trainees and substitute group leaders trainees for mps ranger club yep the after this, school program we have stuff okay yeah and PA foundations, PK sub separate. Yes, so we still need so we just programs across the uh, program assistance Got across it. the board. We still yeah. need uh, in our schools, so we still have. So I saw this great story was out of, of one individual who had been a program assistant and was motivated to go back to school and became a teacher. We have it's a great. We story. do. We have a good yeah. number of of staff who just who worked so many years in the program and are able to go back to school to get that license. So. Uh, we do have some of those folks. High school ESL teacher, I'd do it. The city council will let me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, the crossing guards. So crossing oh, guards crossing are great. Guards yeah. So if you're out there and you're even looking for some part-time money, some of these jobs are there, right? This is the time to get them. Come help your community, right? These are all online in between public schools. Please come out and post for them yeah. and help us get through um, the, the shortage of manpower because there's definitely is a shortage of manpower, right? Or people power, I should say. All right. A um, couple other ads I promise I'd do. Let's do the, the flag of honor. So my good friend Paul Jensen, who is the veteran service officer, if we could do that quickly. Do you guys have that slide? Did I screw you up? There it is. Yep. Um, so we're up to 175 flags sold. The mayor would love to make it 200. Um, so the police department bought 59. So thank you, Methuen Police Department. 59 of them they bought. So if you're out there, 
If you have a loved one who was a veteran or a first responder, fire, police. I watched that CNN documentary, uh, 9-11, filmed by the two gentlemen who were embedded with the New York Fire Department. I mean, it's gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. It's very, very, very difficult jobs. Think about a flag. Well worth the cost. You get to keep the dog tags and the flag and fly it at your house after the week, uh, after an impressive display on uh, Nevin's Library. And then one last one. It's, it's, believe it or not, it's fall. Yeah, we're falling into the holidays. Can you believe that? Oy. So um, The darkness Michelle, is starting. Is that unbelievable? I realize, yeah, I can't walk the dogs quite as late anymore because it's starting to get darker earlier. Well, so Michelle Amber is... Uh, Doing the great, she did a great job with the scarecrows on the lamppost downtown Mathorn. If you're interested, we we've sold, uh, I think, 15 today. Uh, there are 150 each. I'm doing one. Um, if you're interested, business or a resident, reach out to Michelle Amber nine seven eight nine eight three eight five zero five. The deadline to do it is September twentieth, and they'll be downtown from October second through November twenty seventh. It really looks great. Um, and, um, you know, it really adds a festive feel to the downtown. So, Superintendent, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, great job with the back thank to school. I'm glad that you're feeling healthy. Uh, everybody out there, stay healthy. Uh, get the vax. We're back here next week, and we'll be talking DPW, C-Click Fix, and statistics, and maybe some other school statistics. But talk to you in the meantime. Have a great week.